So it uh, looks like we have a quorum. So let's get a, go ahead and call to order the Eagle Valley Transportation Authority Board of Directors meeting. Um, today is Wednesday, January 10th. It is 9 a.m. Um, and we are meeting at an alternate location. Um, at this point, if I could have a uh, roll call vote, please. Do we have Director Amy Phillips from Town of Avon here? Here. Director Dave Iho from Beaver Creek Metro District. Present. Director Earl Bides from Town of Minturn. Here. Director Nick Sunday from Town of Eagle. Here. Director Jeannie McQueenie from Eagle County. Present. And we are, um, Director Barry Davis is absent. Yes, Director Barry Davis is absent at the moment and the Director from Redcliffe is absent at the moment. Thank you very much. So that does give us a quorum. Our first order of business is the approval of the minutes and financial statements. Does anyone have any questions or comments on any of these three items? <coughs> Hello, Director Barry. If the record can reflect that Director Barry Davis has arrived. When the time is appropriate. When the time is appropriate, I'd like to make some comments on Item 3B. I think the time is appropriate now. What comments would you like to make? Okay. Uh, Tanya, you and I, there are a number of errors, deficiencies, none of them material, but it would help manage the Treasury function if you and I and Scott met sometime next week. Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday are good for my calendar. Then we can go over them and make the appropriate changes in reporting and the appropriate changes in protocols as we start moving money around in major chunks. Absolutely, we'll do that. Please, please. Thank you for that, um, but nothing substantial on today's meeting that needs to be made note before we approve our financial statements? No, but I'll have a comment when we look at the projection at the end of, we're in the middle of Tanya's comments. Thank you very much. Um, may I have a motion to approve the minutes, the financial statements, and the payables list? So moved. Second. We've got a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? That passes unanimously with the six members present. Our next item is board comments. Do any members of the board have any comments for to offer to the group? I rode the bus to Beaver Creek. I rode the bus to Beaver Creek. i to Beaver Creek with my son. It was awesome. It was convenient. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Yeah, I think this is, would be the appropriate time for me to um, have gifts from the county to the board here. Um, because somebody had made one for me. Oh, yay! yay. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you remember, but mine actually has a bus. <laughs> Instead of a bus, and so we changed it to a bus. Because when you're sitting on the diet, I don't know that you really want to <laughs> <laughs> well, 
thank you very much for that. That was wonderful. Um, and does it say butts on the bus? Awesome. That is more bus butts on the bus. That is awesome, as Barry attested to. This is under the minimum, yes? Terrific. Any other board members have any gifts or words? Okay, well, thank you for sharing the well, gifts. Uh, oh, go uh, ahead. Well, I'll add to Barry's comments when we get to the section of um, Larry's report about the express between Vale and Beaver Creek. Okay, that sounds terrific. Our next um, opportunity is a, an opportunity for public comment. Are there any members of the public that would like to comment? And if so, please come up and we will give you a microphone and a place to sit down. Oh, there's a microphone. Okay, well, we're happy to have the public here um, and certainly welcome, uh, is welcome Tim, is comments. Is Tim okay? Um, I, I think Tim's tired. Um, so uh, we thank uh, the members of the public in general and we um, did we improve our links so that they can more easily make a board comment on the website? We are setting up an info and a board at email address for EVTA.org that will be added to the website. Um, Bill Ray is working on it and we know he's stuck in the Eisenhower Tunnel this morning. He's on his way here. Um, but we can finalize um, what that looks like. Unless, Scott, do you have other updates on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the one piece we still need to be figuring out is the process for when the emails come into the board. They can be auto-forwarded onto all of your respective emails. And then most of the stuff that we see come in on the board comes from an operational standpoint of why was this bus late? And so what I've seen in previous places is oftentimes staff take the lead on responding to questions like that, but still allow the board to know that that comment came in. So I think there's more that we could discuss of what you all are comfortable with in terms of that process of either auto forward or allowing staff to forward it um, on behalf uh, to the board. Well, I think, um, speaking just for myself, but I think if we continue to move forward on it, making sure it's easier for the public to make comments, and then at some point, maybe having it automatically differentiate between operational issues and to you know make a suggestion to the board, something like that, um, I think that'd be great. Yeah, and I, I had our first call with SIPA, who's going to be hosting our new website. So I'll have a kickoff call to actually get into the back end and start building that out. So that's something I can look into in terms of the functionality of the form, if it'll allow us to have conditional formatting of if they pick this, it goes here. If they pick that, it goes there. Yep. So all things that we can start to hash out. But um, we've got the info email up on the current EVTA website. So on the contact us form, it's no longer Bill Ray's email, it's info, and both Tanya and I can see that inbox within our EVTA Outlook environment. So we, we're, we're making strides. Okay, and I think it's appropriate for staff to respond to those inquiries or comments um, that are appropriate. I, I only ask that the board also be copied on the, the response so that we can see the uh, exchange of communication. 
Yeah, and I also find that helps the board to where if you get that question out in the community, you can recall back to the email and go, I remember exactly what staff said on, on this topic. So we can uh, have a more coordinated communication front as well. Okay, um, any other board comments? I just want to welcome Scott. Welcome, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Week four, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and two of them were holiday weeks, which were probably incredibly busy. Okay, um, with that, we are on. Sorry, before Sorry. we move on to the next agenda item, um, we would like to welcome our new board member from town of Redcliffe, has just joined the meeting. Oh, this is Garrett Alexander. Awesome. The name again? Garrett Alexander. So we're welcoming Welcome. our board member from Redcliffe, Garrett Alexander. If the record can reflect that Garrett has arrived at 9:10, um, we appreciate that. And uh, Barry, if you can, and if you can help him out with a microphone, because um, I think are we out of mics? Oh, we may have your own personal mic for you, um, which would be awesome. Our next business items, we've got um, several items, um, our audit engagement letter, our um, bank account signer, board officers, resolution for the administration, administrative resolution, the indemnification resolution, and the resolution adopting an email policy. Um, Tanya, would you like to walk us through these items and then we'll entertain a motion? What I would love to do is have Scott walk us through these items as our <laughs> Deputy Director for Business and Administration. Best words I've ever heard. Yeah, so I'll start. You'll notice the memos, I, I changed it up just a little bit. One hot tip, the recommended action is written out for you all to make motions, so you don't have to make motions on the fly. You can just add I motion to and then read the action if that's what the board would choose to do. So first one is, is pretty basic. It's an audit services engagement letter. As a government agency, we're required to, to be audited by a third-party company. Um, I want to thank CRS. They actually went out and found as many bids as they could get um, for this project. And Haney is, is who rose to the top. So I, I put the information in there for y'all and, and also included their proposal so you could get to know the company a little bit. But with that, I'll leave it up to board discussion. Okay, so with that said, let's go ahead and start, start with the audit engagement letter. Are there any questions or comments with regard to the engagement letter? Um, I have one question. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's on uh, page 36 of the packet. Uh, and somewhere in between the third and the fourth or the paragraph. Um, the, the question uh, in my mind is how, I'm familiar with what the limits would be of the audit exploration with respect to the Eagle Valley Transit Authority, but how much will they be poking around in the eco realm? And, uh, or will we receive as a matter of course the eco audit report when it's available? 
You know, my, my understanding is we are contracting with them as the Eagle Valley Transit Authority, so it's, it's our financials that they will be looking into, but I also know as part of the audit process, they do look at contracts and large partners of the organization, so there might be some looking into if there's any transfers from ECO to us, but as far as an audit of the ECO financials, that would be Eagle County Government's um, realm. Well, well, there will be large transfers, and uh, there have been some transfers in 23 or not? There have not been any direct financial okay, transfers, so or any for, direct financial changes. For 24, that would be a fertile area to explore as well then? Correct, and part of the audit process too that CRS is already working with us on as staff is what kind of contracts do you have out there, because those are the things that these audit companies will ask for supporting evidence of, okay, you're saying you're paying SP plus X amount of dollars, show us the contract where the terms and things like that are, are laid out. So um, I know Haney and company does, um, Catherine, remind me, were they, there was another transit authority that you work with that has Haney as their auditors as well. No, there's um, quite a um, There's quite a few other authorities that they work with and do audits for, um, so they'll have a process for it, but they won't be diving into an eco-audit. Well, not until we get into examining the transfers in 24. Right. Which would be appropriate. <laughs> they're on our books. Yes. Um, does anyone else have any questions with regard to the audit engagement letter? Would anyone like to offer a motion? Where's the uh, language, Scott? Uh, on page 13 of your packet under recommended action, right under the subject. It's not on. It's not on my page thirteen. Oh, recommended action. Motion to approve the engagement letter with Hain and Company for the fiscal year of twenty twenty three audit in the amount of nine thousand dollars. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? That passes unanimously with the seven members present. Our next item is the bank account signer. Any questions with regards to this? Would anyone like to offer a, uh, a, a motion? Page 42. Motion to approve adding Scott Robinson as a signer for the EVTA First Bank accounts. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously with the seven present. Our next item is board officer appointment. So just a quick um, review, our board bylaws do require us to um, nominate officers for the board on an annual basis for one-year terms. Uh, currently, we have Amy Phillips as the chair of the board, Jeannie McQueenie as the vice chair of the board. I'm, serv I'm serving as secretary, Dave Eichold is serving as treasurer, and I'm also executive director. Um, we're looking for nominations and selections of officers for this next year, 2024. If someone wanted to make a motion recommending everyone maintain their current chair, so moved. I second. 
We've so, so go ahead. What I recommend is that we just have a discussion item on this. Um, we actually have it in your annual resolution, the appointment of the, the officers. Um, so if you have sort of a consensus here that those who are in those seats remain, we'll just handle that as part of the resolution. Would anyone currently sitting in a chair that is doing such a fantastic job see any reason to change? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'd like to make a motion that the current chairholders and uh, executive director maintain their position. Second. So when it comes to bylaws, do we have to, is this sufficient or are we gonna have to address it again? It's in the it's admin in the resolution. The admin it's in the resolution, okay. So we'll handle it. Got it, by approving the admin resolution, and I apologize, I read this on Sunday. Um, the admin resolution is resolution 2024-01. Is that the motion? The, I was just about to make a motion to approve 2024-1 annual administrative matters resolution. I second again. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously with the seven members present. Our next item is the indemnification resolution. Coincidentally, I wanted to make a motion to approve the resolution 2024-02, the indemnification resolution. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? That passes unanimously with the seven members present. Our next item is the adopting an email policy. Did any, uh, were there any uh, one who wanted to just have any discussions regarding the email policy? Um, I had a question. I do. Go ahead. No. I was wondering with the, uh, with the security uh, issues on that, does the board need to have a dedicated uh, email address from this organization? Or is that not necessary? So best practice is to have an email address for this authority. Mm -hmm. um, in practicality, that doesn't always work well, uh, particularly when you are you know, otherwise engaged in your regular jobs and um, on your other boards and councils. So I think that's really an organizational decision as to what you know, works best, but from a <coughs> security and a um, core request and you know, legal standpoint, it's always my preference to have you using an authority email. And Scott, my recollection is, for example, I could have an authority email that would then automatically forward authority emails to my avon.org email, and that that might be a way to streamline. You know, if you want to give IT heartburn, that's something that you can do, but auto-forwarding is not typically a best practice within a government um, IT network because if you have someone who gets in there's a lot more issues that can happen if auto forwarding is allowed um, i know this is something we talked about at mountain recreation and joanna can probably speak to it um, there's a lot of struggles with you all continuing to add email accounts where microsoft doesn't like it if you're already signed into another email <coughs> account and try to sign into a new one and they have different security preferences and everything else and what we found at mountain recreation was our our board wasn't checking those emails as regularly 
um, as they would have liked to because of those technical difficulties to get in. Um, and from what I see, all of you have public emails with your own entity of Avon and Vale and Mintern, and I believe Redcliffe has some as well. I might be might be wrong. So those are also public available emails that are that are out there. So it really comes down to the logistics, and if you all want to start juggling uh, yet another email address. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't think we have particular security concerns at this time as far as that goes. So. <clears throat> well, if you finished, Rob? Thanks. Um, well, my colleague Ray and I have a number of questions. Um, we think having a policy is not only required, but it's essential. Um, but the, the, what is put before us lacks clarity in a lot of areas, lacks specificity in a lot of areas. Um, somewhere, either as part of the policy or as a separate document, I think we need to have uh, procedures and guidelines clearly defined so that everyone knows what is the appropriate course of action to take in any particular circumstance. I would um, like to table this until such time as we can have a thorough discussion and maybe an outside working group uh, put together um, some ways to plug um, the unknowns or the areas that we're having and we will have questions about before we go, before, as we go forward. So I, I think it's premature to take action on this uh, uh, resolution now. Yes? Um, are you, are your concerns about um, the board's engagement with constituents and comments? Um, well, you know, well, first, you know, as written, it's, you know, as an example, but not the only example. Um, when exactly do we have to declare that we're having a public meeting? If I send Amy an email, is that a public meeting? If I send it to you, to Amy and Barry, is that a public meeting? Yes. Uh, so you're it, thinking maybe some, um, like, some insurance training on the well, well yes training and you know, and written um, guidelines about what is required in in a, in a whole variety of circumstances that we're likely to encounter as we work our way through a year so that would be best practices from a legal perspectives specifically to make sure we don't inadvertently engage in a public meeting by email. That's one concern. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess I have a question for legal counsel because I do understand what you're saying. Does it make more sense to adopt a policy and then further refine it or can we go along without a policy for a little while more. I mean, which legally, which is better protection? Um, so we've gone without a policy, you know, for a year, uh, and this is really just intended as a kind of cleanup statutory item, which we're going to be throwing quite a few of you, few of these at you um, this year. And my recommendation: you have a very short meeting today. 
let's table this. Um, let's get Dave's questions. We can try to address those. At some point, we need to adopt an email policy. Um, and most of it's, you know, statutory based. So it's, uh, but, but let's get it to a place where, you know, we can have a discussion on it. I don't think today is the right day to have it an in-depth in, agenda. I think that's appropriate. In, in, if in the instance where I should send Amy and Barry an email uh, that talks about pending legislation or other business of the, of the transit authority, I'd like to know who's going to, who has responsibility for putting the public, in, informing the public that such a public hearing Well, we, we really just occurring. shouldn't have the board having discussions via email. And to my knowledge, we haven't Well, then that's what our policy should point. say, but it doesn't. Well, and that's in statute. So if we, if we want to... Well, you know, the statute is only referenced. It doesn't explicitly talk about what it entails. Maybe we should have a, that as a discussion item at our next meeting, if, yeah. if time allows. Um, it's actually open meetings and all that kind of thing. So one of the most common example I run into in my experience has been, you know, a, an email from town manager to all the council people, and somebody replies all, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're in it. So, yeah. um, so and maybe just a brief review on that. And, sure. and that's exactly a type of situation I think we need to preclude. Okay. Okay. Got a motion so to table. Mo motion to table. S second. Okay. Um, all in favor? Aye. Uh, any opposed? Pardon me. That that passes unanimously from the seven members present. Um, I would like us to maybe get some clarity and direction and recommendations for our next meeting because I do think accidentally creating a public meeting is not what we want to do. Um, with that, we're on to eco-operations update. We're gonna have Larry, <clears throat> excuse me, we're gonna have Larry come up and give you a very brief update given where we are on time, recognizing that at the February meeting, we're gonna be doing our quarterly deep dive into eco-transit operations as well. Thank you. Hi all, we'll go through this rather quickly, but it's great to have an update that is 99% great news. So uh, makes it makes it really easy. Uh, you can all read, read notes, so I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but the big number on the bottom is 38.9% increase in total ridership. That is absolutely <coughs> astonishing. So uh, congrats to uh, EcoTransit, congrats to you guys for adding that service, and uh, it's proven well. So, okay. uh, next screen, next. Okay. Thank you. Um, I oh. have a couple comments, oh, as ahead. you might expect. No, I, um, anyway, you surprised me. Uh, <laughs> extraordinarily excellent recap of extraordinarily excellent results. Yeah. Uh, keep, com keep the reports and the results coming, please. <laughs> um, we'll give it a shot. And I'd like to, if um, Bill was here, I would, um, in his absence, I'll ask Tanya. It seems to me particularly these results and in particular the results around the Beaver Creek Vale Express Service and what it portends for free fare in the future make for an excellent PR message that we need to get out in front of the community. So I, if you think it's appropriate, please work on that. 
Absolutely, and one of the other wonderful elements of having Scott here with us is we've already started to talk to Bill about that, and we know he'll be listening in today, taking some notes and preparing our next um, outreach message regarding okay. what we've seen so far this winter. And, and, and with photos included, please. Yeah, well, not not of the board, but or, or the operators, but of smiling, happy passengers. <laughs> Yeah, we've already, I've already got a quote from a local photographer to get out there in February to start getting some, some stock photos for the organization. So we'll definitely have some of those rolling out as well. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Larry, do you want to continue? Sure. Uh, oh, your microphone needs to get pressed again. Thank you. Um, ridership, of course, previous month, 2023, December, through compared to this month, uh, year to date compared to this month. Here's a ridership on the contract operation. That's the Beaver Creek Vale Express by S SP Plus. Um, 41,000 people. That's, um, that's another astonishing number. So um, great job. 3% uh, of our total ridership is contract service now. Um, so move, moving in, in a great direction. Next, next slide. Uh, any questions, I guess? <laughs> Okay, uh, the scheduled trips versus completed trips. That's the whole operation. Uh, we completed 99.6% of our trips, um, which is a vast improvement over the past, which is great. Unscheduled trips, um, we started those late December. Those are the shadow buses uh, that have really helped out um, traffic patterns, passenger patterns. Uh, scheduled trips versus trips completed, so that's, uh, for the contractor, 94.8%. First couple of weeks were a little tough for them, but uh, they got through it and we were able to cover um, 81 of those trips that were missed by them. We were able to cover 81 of them. 40 of them were, at, were missed. So 40 out of 2310 is 1.7% of contracted trips were missed. So uh, for, for a start, for something that we, uh, we started three months back, maybe. Um, excellent results. Uh, very happy, very happy with the communications from SP Plus and ourselves, and uh, we're working to improve that every day. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Is that the end of your presentation? I, uh, I think we have a couple more slides, but we okay. can go real, real quick. I, it's um, everybody always asks about our drivers and how many. How many operators we have? Well, we're in great shape. Uh, so you can look at this later. Uh, SP Plus is in good shape. Uh, we are actually a little bit overstaffed, which is wonderful for this time of year. Okay. Don't tell anyone they'll steal them. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and then uh, in case uh, uh, you want to look at what exactly we have, number of buses, number of diesels, number of hybrids coming, when they're supposed to be coming, those are all estimated dates, of course. Um, in fact, just uh, two days ago, we got <laughs> we got a notice that the price of each hybrid went up sixty thousand dollars. Correct? I believe. I'm sure that was right. Uh, so it, it's just part of life nowadays. But uh, those those are still expected on on that schedule. We've had a ton of successes this year so far. Uh, first of all, we're able to cover sixty-seven percent of contract bus issues. That's because we are fully staffed, and we were able to do that, which is a, a uh, a great thing. We, we don't want our passengers delayed and they don't care who's driving them. They don't care who's, they just want a bus, yeah. you know. Larry, um, yeah. 
going back a slide yeah. that you don't have to do. I, I'm confused. You know, between the refurbed buses and the new buses, we're only getting getting one new bus in 2024. Oh, the hybrids are the the new buses in 2025. Yeah, the hybrids come okay. in 2025. No. Okay, cool. Okay. I answered my own Good. question, sort of, with uh, your information. And and there's refurbing, refurbing six buses in 2024. So we'll get six done this year, we hope. There's four out already. Um, they are still probably three, four months from completion, but, but they have them. Uh, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of great things going on. Um, when we have time, I really would like to go over some of the things that Ecotransit has been able to accomplish this year. It's quite a list. And uh, I, I feel you, you should be aware of some, of some of the other things when we have time. Uh, some challenges, we do need additional space for parking buses. As we, as we get buses, um, can't just park them on the street. You have to have, to have a place to park them. Uh, and then we're talking about express buses for spring uh, session. Uh, maybe lease some other type buses, you know, over the road coaches. We're, we're discussing and, and looking at that possibility. Uh, we have, as you know, very limited facilities for repairs. But the good news is we will be awarding a contract this week um, for outsourcing 50% uh, of our maintenance. And that's an approximation, right? Um, uh, and we'll be able to award that this week, which is running through the final details. Uh, housing for drivers is always an issue. We're now up to 28 or 29 uh, apartments. So th that's something we have to keep considering. Uh, additional services for summer. Well, we're looking at adding some more services, of course, and that, of course, requires eight to 10 operators, right? Uh, and then uh, beginning to see the need for administrative operational space as we grow. Uh, and I, I know you know this, just wanted to put it down. So something new. Thank you. And we are done. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Are well, there any other questions for anyone operationally? Great job. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that's what I want to say too. To have a four, almost 40% increase in ridership and still come in with fantastic statistics on service and, and is is a compliment to you and all of your staff and everybody else on the operational side. We, we I, I will add this. We have an absolutely sensational staff of operators and management team that work every day for the right goal. So uh, it's easy when you have the right people. So thank you. Barry, did you have something? I just had one comment on the housing piece. Um, it's, and I don't, did Russ reach out to you about this, Tanya, that, okay. So the town of Vale may have the capacity to somehow partner on some housing and um, just wanted to make sure that was, yep, yep. that was, that, 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 that idea is being worked on. Um, I just had a question, uh, mostly to bring the rest of the board up to speed and get an update on it. Um, we had had some email exchanges um, with regard to doing an onboard survey of the our first free route. Um, is that something we expect we'll be able to achieve before the next meeting? Yeah, Diana and I have been working on um, a survey, and we've got it ready in, in English and Spanish, um, and we're just going to circulate it with that group that was talking about what they wanted in the survey, and then we'll work on getting it out for the remainder of the season. So, and this will be a QR, ba a QR code-based survey that will be posted on the physical 
Avon, Beaver Creek, Vale free buses so we can get feedback directly from the ridership, correct? Um, so yeah, just to bring everyone else up to speed, um, I think it's really helpful because it'll help us understand who's already using the fare free transit and I think that'll be really important in forecasting growth as we do additional fare-free transit moving forward. Um, that's, for me, that's one of the main reasons I, I think the QR code will be very helpful. And then I also hope that we can have an optional way for those people to get on I'm going to call it our email list so that when we're ready to do our branding outreach, we can actually outreach to real live riders um, as opposed to, I mean, I just know that I don't think anyone's been very happy with our participation in our outreach last year. And I just see that as a really good opportunity um, to, to use that survey in that manner as well. So, um, does anyone else have any questions on what we're talking about? Okay. Uh-oh, and my computer went to sleep. Um, uh, with that, we've got the trans, thank you very much, Larry. And thank all your drivers. Yes. Um, Eagle Valley Transportation Authority update and future topics. Real quickly, because we are running over for moving into the retreat. Um, you didn't have sales tax numbers in the memo, but we got them in yesterday, $738,937.67 um, for corresponding to the month of November. That brings us to about 89% of forecasted revenue for the year, so fairly confident that we're going to come in at about the projected sales tax revenues that we anticipated, given that December is traditionally um, one, of, one of our bigger months. Well, I have a bigger gap than what you have. Okay. I'll, do, I'll check my arithmetic. But I'll check mine too because I just did it really quickly. I, I yeah. think we can, because this is not a great start to the season, um, I think we can anticipate a shortfall versus budget. Um, I would guess it'd be, in, if I had to guess, without any data or prior experience, I'd say we're going to be about $400,000 short. Um, but given the overall financial health of the organization, that is um, not going to be a problem. An inconvenience maybe, but not a problem. Thank you for that. Tanya, did you have any more updates? Just to forecast um, into the future and share some of the things we expect to have on. You know, as I mentioned, February is our quarterly deep dive into eco-transit operations, so that's when we'll have an opportunity for Larry to dig a little bit deeper into some of those. Um, we'll, we're also expecting to have a technology transition planning discussion. This is an important piece that we've kind of been working around. Um, you know recognizing that as a component of the overall transition, this is a critical piece we need to be focused on. Um, our Lance from Eagle, from Eco Transit and Eagle County's IT department have been working closely to talk through a lot of the issues and with Scott on board now and his background in managing technology platforms, um, we expect to be able to bring to you some robust, con a robust conversation around that topic in February. 
Um, as well, we expect to be able to bring in some updates on uh, an insurance broker and hiring. Also, between February and March, we expect the formal transition planning process with Eco Transit to, or with Eagle County to kick off. Eagle County will be assigning a project manager to that. Um, we'll hear a little bit more about it, I think, in this morning's presentation. Um, presentation from Jeff Schroll at the retreat, um, but we do expect that that's going to be a formal finite process with a project manager with some concrete timelines, um, and we're excited to get that out and rolling because that's really what's going to bring that over to us and give us um, a greater degree of control over how to manage and, and plan to use all of those resources. And at the February meeting, will we also be um, looking at the proposed summer schedules for 2024? I believe we will be. I'm seeing Larry nodding over there. I know we've been working on them and we've got a couple of things, um, a couple of proposals that we're, we're vetting and some really great ideas, I think, to show some additional continued improvement in service to the community. Yeah, because timing-wise, it would seem we would need to finalize the summer schedules in February because March is a little too late to finalize. Pretty much. We can tweak things, okay. but there is a long timeline between everything we need to do on the technological front and mm -hmm. on the the, um, the schedule production front So, okay. and, the, and the staffing front. Thank you for that update. Does anyone else have any questions with regards to Transit Authority management? or future topics? I do. Um, two things. Tanya, could you, would it be possible to share? I know the, the organization chart is not finalized, but ahead of it being finalized, would you, could you share with the board how it stands today? Absolutely. So as you know, we can get start getting our heads around the size and scope of the hiring task ahead. Also, um, if you could give us two sentences on where we stand with uh, naming and branding Please. we scott and i have um I've, we've reviewed the approach you know again scott's coming in with a marketing and branding background and we've talked through where we've been how we've been we've sat down with the consultant um, and i think scott and i both agree that there may be a need for a change in direction um, and a return to some of the core principles of that um, mission that mission statement that will allow us to develop the brand further. So we haven't finalized um, our decision around that yet, but we anticipate making a change in direction on that project. Do we need a change of agency? That could be part of the change in direction. Um, we've received, we, we're still having a conversation with our existing agency about what they can and can't provide along the lines of what we need. Well, um, I hope they're aware that their clock is ticking or our clock on them is ticking. Yes. That is received. <laughs> um, does anybody else have any questions, comments for the management team? I would like to um, get something on the agenda for the future. If we look at our IGA, a lot of it stipulates that Gypsum would have voted in, and so I think we need to amend our IGA to state that they are not voted in because a lot of the things on this tie Eagle with gypsum and so therefore we're getting overlooked there's the free uh, bus between Eagle and gypsum obviously we can't do that anymore that's in the IGA there's the 12 million dollars for the airport we can't do that anymore because they're not in the IGA so I think we need to have a discussion in the near future as to amending it taking those out and deciding what we're going to put in for Eagle I think you're 100% right. I agree. 
Yeah. And, and I have some ideas I, that we can go over today. I'm, I'm sure you do. I have some ideas as well because Eagle is a full partner in this effort. Right. So um, in the recognizing our already full agenda for February, is that something that perhaps different members of the board could give their thoughts to you, Tanya, and that we could um, look at developing what that recommendation might look like? And Nick, would you be disappointed if that were on the March agenda? Well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, the sooner the better, obviously. Um, but I understand we have a full slate as well. And as long as we have this discussion in the near future, I'll be okay with it. Well, another thing that just popped into my head is, might that not be a good subcommittee um, for Nick, for you, and one other um, board member plus, um, you know, staff member? I nominate Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, let's make our text messages official. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. In. We're in. Okay, so if we could start with, does that work for you, Tanya? It, it does, but I would just chime in that we're also going to get an opportunity to talk about this amongst, I think, the, the retreat topics. This is something, or there's questions around that that bubbled up as part of our survey. So that's going to give us an opportunity today to engage this a little bit, particularly on that substantive. I understand that. I just wanted to make yep. it official in our meeting to have it in the record. Okay, so um, we will establish something with that request in mind at the end of our retreat today, um, but maybe, maybe not seeing a formal something in February and March you would live with, but I might not get any candy between now and then. Perfect. Okay, excellent. Does anyone else have any questions or um, discussion for the good of the group? Okay, with that, we are adjourned, and it is 9.47, so we are a little bit behind schedule, but I think this was a really important discussion that we all had as a group. Um, so with that, I think we're done.